Welcome to the Black and White. I'm Abigail. I'm Alex. And let's talk Hatchetfield. Today we're going to be giving an update to some of the theories that we've previously talked about. We'll go over exactly how we think Wiggly works. We'll do a bit of lyrical analysis on some of the songs we missed. And we'll look at a few other topics as well. So Wiggly is green and that sort of represents good luck and good health and jealousy and money it also represents things like safety and tranquility and i think for the safety that he tries to make the people he controls or he does make people he controls feel safe and that could be a reason why it doesn't work on kids because kids are terrified of him Rightfully so. I mean, his entire design is based off of the Lovecraftian monster Cthulhu, which is like a very large tentacle being. And obviously kids aren't going to think that's cute or calming. In an article about how Cthulhu worked that we found, It says, although Cthulhu did not awaken, he was able to make contact with the minds of particularly creative or insane people. And that kind of fits with Wiggly because um, Wiggly is confined to the black and white and has to have Wiley and the Snickles do things for him. And like he's just stuck to the black and white until enough people like uh, are affected by him. Mm hmm. But then when it comes to how Wiggly works, it's all based on insecurities and trying to make people follow him because he's getting rid of their insecurities or he's making them feel as if they don't matter anymore. It seems like another reason why he doesn't affect kids is because they don't have as many insecurities. Like what Lex says, like they don't have to worry about their loveless marriage or just like the job that they hate but and I think that that's another big reason on why he doesn't affect kids somebody sent in an email asking to hear our thoughts on if there's a connection between Hazardfield and the trail to Oregon we definitely think it's interesting that the song at the end of Watcher World does use Watcher with the Thousand Eyes and Trail to Oregon Uh, The dad is talking about the Watchers with the Thousand Eyes when he's hallucinating, which probably means if the shows are connected, he's in the black and white. I doubt that there's, like, a serious connection there. Obviously, there is that connection, and obviously both the Trails of Oregon and the guy who did, like, musicals have moments where the characters on stage acknowledge the audience. But I feel like it's just due to the fact that they had the same writing team, because other facts don't really line up. It is definitely fun to think about, especially since one of the lyrics in the song is, I know that you're not sleeping because they're watching you, which could be, it could be fun to think that the dad, since they think he's dead, but he's really in the black and white and they're watching him. Mm -hmm. Now, the main reason why it couldn't be a thing is timings and location. The Oregon Trail was from Missouri to, obviously, Oregon, and the Langs have said that Hatchetfield is somewhere in Michigan, which isn't anywhere on the Oregon Trail. In other places other than just Hatchetfield, I don't think that 
it would just that this one person who just got bit by a snake and we know it's hallucinating uh would have gone into the black and white i don't think the lords in black would have targeted him in the blinky song it's very clear that blinky is abusing the snickles whereas when we see like the wiggly song and stuff it seems like they're a lot more scared to speak out against him this probably has something to do with the fact that we've talked about before the different levels of power that the lords in black have blinky has a lot less power than wiggly and so wiggly probably has more control over what the sniggles say and do while blinky can't stop them from crying from blinking and from admitting that he's abusing them basically Yeah, and there's one line in particular are in drowsy time when the nightmare hits our eyes don't ever shut. And I think that that's interesting because I think that that shows that like in drowsy time, which we know is the same as nightmare time, they're asleep, but they're not really asleep. They're still like actively making their own choices and it's not like a dream where like you remember some things, you're sort of just watching it. And we know that from Hannah, like she's awake in it. She's conscious, she's making her own choices even if she looks like she's sleeping. It also implies that they're trapped in drowsy town and can't get out. Yeah, like even in their dreams, they're in drowsy town. A few of the lyrics also talk about him being angry or his eye going red, which connects to the fact that the way that Blinky manipulates people is through anger. Yeah, I think that it makes it clear that if they do something wrong, he's going to be very mad. And that just ties into the fact that, like, he controls people based off anger. And then the second song we want to talk about a bit is Peanuts the Hadjifield Pocket Squirrel. So in that song, they outright say that, um, in the talking segment, that he's a demonic being. And... I'm pulling up what they exactly say. They say, this just in. Peanut Satchfield Pocket Squirrel is talking. He's a satanic being. What do we do now? Where do we go from here? What is the next step? Is there a god? Yeah, they say um, that he's a sentient being, which um, implies that he's, like, causing mischief or he's, like, torturing them, which would make sense if Peanuts is actually Tinky which has been theorized based on the fact that this song randomly comes after Time Bastard. And I think that it's also interesting that they're just singing happily about him and then they have that weird, like, talking part. And then they just keep singing happy as if, like, nothing just happened. And I feel like that shows his control. Like, he has control over them and when he was like, oh no, they're catching on, he can just spell them and they just start going back to normal. Yeah, and obviously they make a lot of connections to um, the guy who did like musicals, and that would make it make sense why Peanuts managed to survive, because he was also a lord in black, mm-hmm. and so couldn't get taken over. Especially since we hear that Peanuts is able to talk, so Peanuts would probably have been able to be taken over, but couldn't because it was secretly Tinky. Because also with that, there's no record of just animals surviving. 
because the only thing in all the pasture field that survives is peanuts. And I doubt peanuts is the only animal. So that probably ties into, well, if it affects animals, why didn't it affect him? CCRP's, like, motives are really strange because they don't really seem to do one thing as a company, but they do a lot of sketchy stuff. Like, we know sort of what Paul and Ted and Charlotte do, but, and Bill, but really, like, I feel like what they do is completely irrelevant to CCRP and that they're just, like, they're doing their job, but really it's just so that they can use them as, like, test subjects. Especially since they don't do the same thing, like, they all have desks near each other, but Charlotte takes calls, and Paul does spreadsheets, and um, Ted is in, like, a completely different department to them, and so it's likely that CCRP is kind of just using them to get their DNA so they can get clones, or they can get androids. Yeah, it seems like that they basically just... Like, whatever CCRP is using them for, their real job is completely irrelevant. They probably just, like, give them something that they know will make them stay at the company. Like, Paul likes doing spreadsheets, and that's why he has that job, just so that he'll stay at the company. Mm -hmm. And then there's the line in What Do You Want, Paul, where um, he says, I hire you, Pauls. And at first I thought that he just meant, like, the average, like, guy in a workplace. But then he literally means, like, plural Pauls. Like, there are multiple Pauls. Yeah, they just um, are being cloned from his bit. And they probably use the... And that could also be why, like, everyone goes to beanies. Because they've sort of, like, put that into their head. And that, so that they could, like, keep an eye on Emma, especially when Emma's an android, and collect Paul's spit and stuff. Yeah, and when we're talking about the Emma android, the reason why they made the android actually doesn't make a lot of sense, because they never say what the android was meant to be used for. It went back in time, but it wasn't like it had any specific purpose, like being a servant. Um, or anything similar, like what Ted wanted to do with it. Yeah, I would assume that there's some reason that they made it, but we really don't know that. And we also, I wonder if there was something that they were planning on using the time machine for, because they had really only just built it when we first see it. And I assume that, like, the chemical somehow got into Ted's office. But it was built in 2009, so they probably didn't have a chance to use it uh, in the time that we know that we've known it exists, but I wonder what they're planning on using it for. A lot of the relationships in Hatchetfield are very unhealthy. Yeah, there's only a handful of relationships that aren't kind of abusive, and that probably has something to do with the manipulation of the Lords of Black and the fact that their mere presence seems to amplify negative emotions. It seems like probably because of their presence, a tiny fight over something dumb could turn into just an awful abusive relationship. And also, the some of a lot of the relationships that are actually good 
either someone has a strong connection to the black and white or that it's a relationship of kids like um because we know the lords in black often don't affect kids and some of the good relationships are lex and ethan and deb and alice the lords in black sort of settled and hatchetfield in the mid 1600s but does that mean that hatchetfield is like a reverse nightmare time so everything that's awful in nightmare time is plain in hatchetfield yeah i think that because when we see Hannah's Nightmare Time and we see the forest, I think that it it's like people are the trees and it's this twisted, awful version of it. Whereas the normal forest is just plain. So I feel like that could just be a part of it and that the entire um, hatchet field is what Nightmare Time looks like, but just this twisted, evil version. Yeah, and obviously... Nightmare Time is a part of the black and white, but it seems like Nightmare Time is the only place where we see all five dolls together. And so it could be that that's the only way that the Lords in Black can communicate with each other after being split up into separate timelines. Yeah, any other time that we see one, it's only one. But Nightmare Time, just there's the when Lex is pulling them out of the bag, they're all together, even if it's just their doll form. So I think that that just could be why Nightmare Time exists. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to our updated theories. Um, Our email is blackandwhite-pod at outlook.com, but uh, since this first season is almost done, there really isn't a point to email us. Um, Thank you for coming to the Black and White. The Lords in Black, thank you. Try not to nuke Russia on your way out.